0: things aren't we Pammy. Pammy did something funny, she forgot. Something funny and uh and so the other morning we uh we were going down to the pool and the gym together early and uh and I just wasn't I did something I just cannot believe what I did. And I tried to rectify the problem before Pam saw me, but I couldn't do it quick enough. <laughs> so I wandered out into the, we got a, no, it's my motorbike shed, really. It's a, uh, it's full of motorbike coats and hats and gloves and parts and golf clubs. And it's a, it's a man's place. Pam's not allowed in there. And I put my shorts on to go to the pool and I went to go out the door and put, Some money in the pocket, and I couldn't find the pocket, and then I looked, the pocket was on the outside, so they were inside out, (laughs) and I heard Pam coming, and I tried to get them off, and I couldn't, she went, (laughs) I won't tell you what she did, I can't remember what it was, but she did something too, so, (laughs) oh, dear me, it sort of gets a bit like that, doesn't it, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Did you know that three hundred and sixty five times uh, it says in the Bible, fear not, fear not, fear not. Different words following that, fear not, for he is with you, fear not. Lots of different things it says, but fear not. So really uh every day. If you wanted to mark them all, there'd be a scripture somewhere that will say, fear not. Some parts of verses, I've mentioned there. fear not, I'm with you, fear not, yeah. So, uh, 365 reasons not to fear, eh? because God's with us. (laughs) Who knows that he's with us, yeah. Oh, Jesus, just so aware of your presence today, just so aware. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Just love him so much. Yeah. Turn to John John's Gospel chapter twenty. If you want to follow along today. I think I've got a few thoughts out of the chapter. Probably mixed up and messed up and whatever else, but we got some thoughts. <laughs> out of the out of the word of god today it's uh it's interesting and it? let's let's read just a little bit of scripture to set a scene and uh, uh for the sake of what i have to say today i think i read the first seven verses of john's gospel chapter 20. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together. Sounds a bit like chariots of fire or something, doesn't it? They're both running, yeah. And uh, they're running together, but the other disciple ran Peter, for old Peter in in modern day Aussie English, got dragged off. He didn't have didn't have the pace. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that he was a distance man either. He probably just got there huffing and puffing, and that was it. He's anything like me, but uh, they're running together, and the other disciple outran Peter. Excuse me, and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen clothes lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb, and he saw the linen clothes lying there, and the face cloth which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen clothes, but folded up in a place by itself. Lord, I just pray as we share some thoughts out of your word this morning that you just speak into our hearts today, Lord. God, I pray that every need in this place would be met today. I declare that you are present and able to do anything that your word says you can. You can do it here this morning. I thank you for that today. Lord, we just honour you. We just honour you this morning for being here with us. Oh, thank you, God. Praise the Lord. It's interesting, isn't it? People's personalities come out in all, all different situations. Here's the, the uh, They get the news that, you know, Jesus is dead as far as they know and buried. The stones, that's how they used to do it back then, is rolled and it's all sealed up. And a uh, uh, pilot put some seals on it so they'd know if it was moved or interfered with. And they get news that it's open, it's gone. They Obviously, the Mary must have looked in and there's nothing there. And so they, they run to the tomb to see what's going on. And... Uh, they get there and so john's outran peter and so he he bends down and he looks in and he saw the the grave clothes they used to wrap bodies in those days so we've seen the, the the shroud the wrapping shrouds they're, they're there and and uh the, the head cloth that covered the head of the body of jesus and there's nothing there and then peter comes along and I, I, I don't know if this is right or not, but I can hear him huffing and puffing. Do you, you get the sense that probably <sighs> Peter sort of got there and and he, he didn't look, he just went straight in. Like you know, like I love Peter, don't you? I I, I just reckon God loves straight inners. <laughs> Do you reckon that this morning? Seriously, I reckon God loves people that he wasn't holding back. He was just going straight in. Probably nearly bumped his head on the way through, and then he went. And he saw the same thing. There was nothing there. And, uh, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit gives you a thought or two and shows you things from passages of Scripture. And I don't know about you, but with me sometimes he shows me things and I think I don't even know if that's what the passage of Scripture is about. But he's able to speak into our lives, isn't he, about all all sorts of different issues uh, regardless of where it comes from. And uh, so I trust you get something out of this this morning. But uh, had some thoughts, and so I just want to share what it was you know God was showing me and speaking to me about uh, a few mornings ago, and I guess they uh, they're centered mostly around verses six and seven. praise God. so you got the scene there, Mary and um, and I guess if we piece it together with the other, Uh, other accounts of the resurrection. We've got Matthew and Luke, uh, Matthew, Mark and Luke as well, and uh, all give a uh, different insight into what happened. And so you would think just Mary was there, but we know that all the women, all the Marys went with her. I don't know about you when you read the New Testament, you read the Gospels, but it seems to me most women were called Mary. those there's Mary from here, and Mary Magdalene, and Mary, the sister of Lazarus, and Jesus' mother was Mary, and and uh, so all the Marys. Um, uh, yeah, I think in New Guinea when they speak Pidgin English, the the word they use for Christian women is Mary. They just uh, they're all Marys, and so they're all going to the tomb, and uh, Peter and John are at the tomb, and they're looking in there, and what are they looking for? They're looking for a body. They're looking for a deceased body. And, you know, if I had read on a few verses there this morning, we understand that although Jesus had said several times, you know, I'm going to be like Prophet Jonah three days, three nights, going to be raised again, like uh, uh, you can crucify, you can kill this temple, but three days, i raise it up. Like he kept speaking in the temple of his body. He said it over and over and over. And, you know, they didn't get it. And so they didn't think, oh, he's alive. They just thought, sort of, well, he's gone. And when it says, you know, a couple of verses, I think it's verse 10 uh, from memory, that they believed. They didn't actually believe that Jesus was risen. They believed he wasn't there because they still hadn't, Quite got hold of the idea that he was going to rise again, and so they believed that he wasn't in the tomb. And astoundingly to me, they went home. Peter and John says they went home. <laughs> what a time to go home! You miss all the action when you go home, don't you? And so they went home. And uh, but you know, uh, the problem was that what what was one what was once was. Was in better shape than it ever was. <laughs> they were looking for the wrong thing, weren't they? Like, uh, And did not the angel say, uh, in, in which other gospel, and I can't even wait, which, I think it's Matthew's gospel, why are you looking for the living among the dead? It's not here, he's risen. And, uh, but they were looking for a body. And all they could find was evidence that there had been a body there. Uh, had there been a body? Yes, they could see the grave clothes were there so obviously they've been left behind someone has been in there something's happened but what they expected to find wasn't there And you know there's so many thoughts you can get out of all that like we've all been there did you know that we've all been in the tomb there with him because when we came to him spiritually we died with him is that right we went through the waters of baptism we we that, that was our going in the tomb with Jesus experience, and we you know we, we buried the old past and we come out anew into newness of life, into resu- resurrection life and uh, we've all been there, but you know they're looking for something that wasn't there, and Jesus is alive it's, you know Christianity's all about life, isn't it? It's not about the tomb, it's about the cross, it's about death, but it's about resurrection. It's about life, but folks, a lot of church people through the ages have tried to preserve what was. We gotta, gotta preserve what was. Gotta preserve, gotta memory. Gotta, yeah, we gotta hang on to what was. But you know, the church is. Well, it's a physical thing that exists. We're here this morning, but the church is us, isn't it? And it's it's never it's never there. It's about life. It's it's always about life, and so you know, it's about living in the now and not looking or preserving the past. It's about being tuned into what's going on now, today, right now, isn't it? And uh, it's, uh, you know, like a church is alive here today. Is that right? And, uh, uh and I'm not interested in the past as, as such. It's all right to honor people, uh, you know, great people of the past. I'm fine with that. I'm, uh, I don't have a whole lot of problems with a whole lot of things, but essentially it's about today. It's about now. And, and I don't even know what the church is going to look like in two or three or four or five years time. I don't know. Uh, all I, all I know is I just want to know what God's doing and where God's going and I want to go there. But the church could end up looking like anything. I don't know. We don't do it like we used to do it. We all do church different. As, as Greg said, mate, we come out by faith and sow our offering, you know. Uh, It's like begging to me when you send a little bag around. Please, will you put something in the offering bucket? Please, pass it along. Nah. By faith we come out and jam it in. It's powerful, praise God. But we must never make it our business to preserve the church as it was or our church experience as it was. Because it's constantly changing. Anything that's living is constantly changing. You know, 40 years ago, I didn't used to put my shorts on inside out. I don't think. And uh, we change. That's just how it is, isn't it? And, and church changes. And, um, you know, because uh, you understand the church today is the body of Christ now. We are his body now, the church is. First uh, Corinthians twelve twenty seven. now you are the body of Christ and members individually. So individually we make up the body of Christ today. We're the only body of Christ a lot of people are ever going to see. And, uh, but, you know, uh, uh, it's not our business to preserve or to... Uh, hang on to the past or even their church experiences because they're all different and it will always change. It always will be. A lot of people, and I've encountered this on many occasions, many occasions, have for some reason fallen out with a church, you know, for what reasons, I don't know. It could be any number of reasons, and so they've stopped attending a church. And then after periods of time, I knew one guy that came come back 15 years after he last attended and wanted to know where all the songs were we used to sing. And, well, 15 years ago is not now. We, we It's just everything's different. We can't, you know, and they can't ever pick up from where they left off. That's the problem when you stop walking with Jesus, you know, like we we'll need to keep on keeping on, don't we? We just, we've got to keep walking. We're on a journey. We've got to keep going. And if the going's hard, well, we've got to keep making steps somehow. We've just got to keep, keep on keeping on. Because if you stop, it's just, you get so far left out of it. It's really, really, really hard to catch up. Sometimes that's all you can do is take little steps, isn't it? We, we, we fixed a, a fence for Kate a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Bill and, uh, Bill and, uh, oh, Dale and Dale and I don't know who, I can't remember who was there. Matt was there, I think. And, um, and yeah, uh, and, and, I showed up late. I got caught up in town and, um, Bill said, Oh, we nearly got a strainer in here and we nearly ready to strain it up, you know. And so I said to Bill, well, What about up the top of the, fence, and it goes right up this hill, you know, really steep, and said, if you start straining it up and it's not okay up there, it might pull it all out, oh, I said, yeah. So I said, don't worry, I'll leave it to Daryl. I'll just walk up and check the fence. So I did, I walked up, and there's a few places the electric wire had just come off the insulator, but there's a few little small branches, but uh, when I got up there, it was fine, great, no problem, you could strain it up. But I started off walking, and I'd only gone from here to the door, and I thought, like, "Mate, this is steeper than it looks." And, and so I was walking, and and after a while, I think I probably looked like old oh, Noah or someone out of the Ark. I was, and when I got up the top, it just sort of, yeah. And I was I was lying on the ground almost, like the ground was in front of me. It seemed like that, and I was all I could do was go like this. The hamstrings were hurting, and everything was. <laughs> but the journey can get real hard sometimes, and that's it. But we just got to keep going. But when we start preserving the past, we really get into problem. We really do. Uh, uh, I think one reason Christians at times attempt to preserve the past is because they're dying themselves, and they just want to hang on to what was we're always comfortable going back to what was, aren't we? We tend to be that after the uh, the events of the crucifixion and the resurrection and the disciples are quite confused with it all and they're slowly, bit by bit, piecing together what is actually happening. But you recall very well in the next chapter of John, Peter says, I'm going fishing going back to something I used to do. I, I, I'm comfortable there. I know that. And when people are struggling spiritually and, and they're just not going well, they tend to want to hang on to what was. This We used to do this. I not we should be doing that. We should be hanging on to this because I'm comfortable with that. But I don't know if God ever wants us to get comfortable. I don't know that he does. I think there's always new challenges. There's always new and we need to keep on keeping on amen we really do praise god so uh when we do church we do what spirit of god leads us to do right now is that is that right should look at what i've written down here it keeps us living and it keeps us uncluttered and it keeps us fresh and uh i'm glad it's like that aren't you I'm glad it's like that. I am glad that we're Pentecostal. I am glad that we just do what we feel the Holy Spirit is directing us to do every Sunday. I couldn't handle it any other way. There's a lot of churches today, well, all around the world will be having the same liturgy. Comes out of the book. I'd be bored, spitless reading out of a book. I wouldn't last too long doing this job to you. I'd get the pages wrong or I'd do something. I just, yeah, couldn't handle it. I just, uh, Greg said he didn't know what to do. I'm glad he didn't know what to do. I don't think we should ever know what to do. <laughs> I think we just ought to hear what God's telling us to do and do that. That'll do. Amen. Because he always knows. That's just where we need to live, folks. We need to live every, every day in that. I think the only thing Scripture continually tells tells us to continually do is to break bread, always, forever, till he comes. So we remember what he did. The reason we exist, anyway, uh, we remember that. Uh, we baptize in water always, so we get saved. We do those things continually, but it's an evolving thing, and we just need to be so tuned in to what God's saying and where he's leading us and what he's wanting us. To do, but um, uh, you know, and, and do things that are necessary. And uh, we we said in our leadership team there a couple of years ago, if we don't know why we're doing something, we're not doing it anymore. Because there's a few things we did, and I said, why do we do that? And everyone said, well, well, we've always done it. But I said, what for? Why is that there? It's just always been there. I throw it out. I don't know. I just I just want to do what we do now, you know, not because we do that. It's got to be for a reason, doesn't it? God does what he does for a reason. And that's sometimes why we, we get messed up with it all because God's doing things and we think, well, we're following you and we can't work it out. We don't need to. We'll need. We'll, we'll know when we get to the point where we need to know. But God does things for a purpose. Let me read you a scripture. Mark fourteen, chapter fourteen, and three verses six to eight. But Jesus said, "Leave her alone." This is this is another Mary. Could be the same Mary. Depends how you see scripture. Uh, came and uh, and uh, got her expensive perfume. And, uh, and was tipping it on Jesus and, and Judas and some of the others were going crook and say, Hey, you're wasting money by doing that. And Jesus said, leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you. And whenever you want, you can do good for them, but you will not always have me, not bodily in the flesh there with you. You will not have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for burial. So they've turned up at the tomb third day after Jesus died. They've turned up to anoint his body for burial. Like, but they've already done that. She had already done that. And so it's pointless turning up again to do that. I mean, they couldn't do it because he was alive anyway. You see the point I'm trying to make. Like it's been done. That's done. Don't have to do it again. I think sometimes we get messed up in our Christianity and our thinking and and repeating and doing things that we've done them. You know, like if you most a lot of times you do things once, don't you? Is that right? I, I in school, I know a lot of people did things once. Some people had to do things a lot more times to remember what they were. And uh I just, oh, man, I had trouble at school. I did. It was cruel. I, used to, I hate writing. I struggle writing. I, I love typing. It's I can't type, but it's better than my writing. And they'd make you write lines, you know, 10,000 lines. I must be obedient in English. Uh, you've got to be joking and so... Parents weren't any help at all, but uh, yeah. So, so I used to go down the page that way, I, 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 10,000 times. And, uh, and must, M, 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 M. It's funny watching the lines go down the page because you can't do them straight. And it's, it's fascinating. And page after page, and then they make you do them again because you haven't done them the right way. You've got to be joking. Do things over and over again. But why do we do some things and repeat them and repeat them and repeat them and repeat them? Like we, we don't have to do that with a lot of things that go on in our lives. Why did the children of Israel go round and round and round and round and round the desert for 40 years? It was only a few days' journey. It was a 10 days' journey to Canaan. So it was. And I know God needed to do a work in their lives. I understand all that. But they just kept repeating, 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 repeating. And so they are going there to anoint the body because they anointed them when they were buried before things went too far for obvious reasons. And they've gone to do it and it's not there. But they've already done it. And so it's no use repeating, is it, what we've already done? Praise God. We do that, don't we? We get a mindset. I, I, I was like that with uh, Sunday meetings, su- Sunday evening meetings. And what? they just weren't working good. It's not a good time to have a meeting. And, and we sort of talked about maybe going back to doing just the morning meeting and then we do Friday church once a month or we will begin that in March this year. We've got Peter Pilt with us for two meetings on that day, uh, 10 and 5 p.m. So, uh, in March, we will start the Friday, but I just took ages to get my head around that. I've always done night meetings, always. And said, so would you consider? No, no. Why are we doing them? Because we do, because we've always done it. And she said, "But you say we shouldn't do things." Well, don't talk to me, Ben. Just leave me alone. I just, yeah, I need a break here, and it's uh, but you know what? But we, we, we can get like that, can't we? Best thing we ever did. And uh, we just need to be obedient and stop the fighting and the struggling and the carrying on sometimes, and let it go. Praise God. We just really sometimes need to do that. Praise God. God does things so differently, doesn't he? <laughs> does it ever drive you nuts? I can't say God drives me nuts. That's not right. I, I love the way He does things differently. But just when sometimes He does things twice the same way, I think, oh, I know how this works. No. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> nah. Doesn't work that way the third time. Doesn't happen at all. You think, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Isn't that right? He just does things so differently. We gotta learn to trust him is the deal, isn't it? Gotta learn faith. Trusting in him is probably a good way to put it. You just gotta keep learning that and learning that and getting better at doing. If he asks us to do something once, we do it. If he never asks us again, we don't need to weep and cry and say, Oh, I must have heard him right in the first place. You probably did. There's things God has asked me to do so clearly, and I have no idea why he's asked me to do that. I really don't. I know when we moved our church from the multi-purpose room to here, put the wall through and built the entrance, and we need to finish it out there. But, uh, you know, I, I just know God gave me a date. It was 2001, I believe, and I just felt very clearly he said, you need to have it ready to move in by the end of June. And it was pressure to do it. It would have been better if it took all year. And so we moved in. We got in and it half killed us. And, and I'm thinking, well, why? I don't know why. I remember asking old George Forbes, why would God say that? And he said, Daryl, he's asked me to do things and I have no idea why. But he knows. And I think a lot of times he's looking for obedience. Will you actually do what I've asked you to do? Seems silly, so I'm not doing that. Because I was like that in school. I'm I'm not, and I'm pleased if you're a teacher today, you're good people. You you are. You put up with people like me, you are good people. I'm telling you, I just wasn't a good boy. But uh, now I don't know why I said that. What was I talking about, Pamela? You lost too, are you? I should have asked someone younger, shouldn't I? (laughs) Oh, praise God. Obedience, yeah, that's right. He always is, isn't it? Obedience is such part of what God is looking for. But, you know, after the resurrection, uh, there was no angelic announcement in the heavens to say Jesus was the saviour, that he'd risen, had uh, already taken place. You read about it in Luke's Gospel, you read about it in the Gospels. When Jesus came, an angel came down and spoke to the shepherds. Yeah, and said, Good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ. The Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. See, he'd always been a Savior. He didn't just become a Savior when he rose again. He'd always been a savior. That's that's his nature. It's his nature to save. And there was an announcement made to man, to you this day, is born a savior. And that's it. That's it's announced. That's that's out there. Now, I, I believe that announcement was to mankind. I believe the heavenly host was announcing it to every demon and every principality and power and unseen thing out there that we fight against. That a saviour has come. Things have changed. Because that's, that's, we need to declare that. That's been declared. And that stands. And when, when we worship, like that's, we're doing the same thing, aren't we? Sometimes, like, why, why do we worship today? Why do we sing? Do we sing? Do we need to put speakers out on the roof so all the people can hear us around? No. So, why are we declaring to ourselves and declaring to anything that wants to hear? And sometimes we need to declare, He is the Lord that healeth me. Amen. It needs to be put out there. And sometimes we need to keep putting it out there. And there's other times we need to declare and stand. That's when we've got to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and know what to do. Praise God. The great heavenly host. Speaks to me of fighting. Yeah. Captain of the Lord's host. Yeah. They're declaring, they're singing praise to God out there. Anything anywhere that wants to hear, (laughs) this is what's going on. If you don't want to hear it, we're singing it up here real loud so you get it anyway. (laughs) Praise God. Yeah. Colossians 1. I love Colossians Just verse 16, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. They were declaring that, hey, a saviour is coming. And that's something we just need to keep declaring, I reckon. We declare it every time, don't we? Saviour has come. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. So I love the way he does it. And you know, the way he announces to us is just personal. No press conference. No. He just said, Mary. Mary didn't recognize him looking for something else. But that's how he's called us all, isn't it? Daryl, Pam, just a woman with a hungry heart looking for a a body. (laughs) Finds a living saviour. That's how he appears to all of us today, every single one of us calls our name, whichever way it happened that's what he did to you, yeah, I just so love that. I just love that lady and you know? I'm like I, I I don't want to say the wrong thing to you, Pammy, but if I lived back then, I could have probably married me, Mary Magdalene I think she was a good lady, regardless of her past <laughs> she might have even been nearly as good as you, but I just love her determination you know I, Peter and John, I believe he's not there, you're right. Let's go on. And not her. She went back again and she went back again. And I think she would have kept going back until she found out what happened. She just wasn't stopping. I just love that. Love that pressing in and that perseverance. She just would have went back and back and back and back. Like Elijah praying, you know the head between the knees, yeah, I'm glad we don't pray like that, I would have rolled down your hill if I prayed like that up there Kate, I'm telling you, I'd imagine praying that way, you know? yeah. we're going to bring a, a week of praying and fasting this week and you've got to pray with your head between your knees, there you are, <laughs> only joking, <laughs> all of us rolling here next Sunday rolled up in walls, yeah, but he prayed didn't he? Declared rain and he prayed for rain. Lord said, rain on the earth. Guys, I get up the hill and have a look. No, nothing, mate. Shall down again? All he saw was just a little cloud, didn't he? So that's it. That'll do, mate. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. God wants to do some amazing things for some of you. You know that? wants to do some amazing things for some of you. But I sense that uh, there's just struggle going on in some of your lives too. I just feel so dried up and I just, yeah, I feel like the body. I just, yeah. It's about life, amen? Christian life is about Life it came to give us, bring us life, and that more abundantly. We're life church, for goodness' sake. hey it's about life and living a vibrant, switched-on, amazing life. It really is. But I just felt the Holy Spirit warned me as I was reading in John 20 the other morning. I just felt He warned me, and He just said. You know, I kept reading verses 6 and 7. I just kept reading them and reading them and reading them and uh, and uh, stooping in to look. saw the linen clothes lying there and did not go in. Peter came following and went into the tomb and saw the linen clothes lying there, verses 5, 6, 7, and the face cloth and just kept reading and reading and reading that. And uh just felt the Lord speak to me and said, to me that um, the uh, church is never to be like that, the body of the church is never to be like in the tomb. I'm thinking, what do you mean? Like you were alive. Well, the church is supposed to be alive. But unfortunately, in different times through history and in different places in in the earth, the church has been very much like that, shriveled up and gone. You could see evidence where it's perhaps once been, but that's it. An old preacher I knew well, who's gone to be with Jesus, came from England, and he he said I would walk around Manchester, and he said I, I would cry today looking at different buildings. You know, he said there was such a move of God through the land years and years ago and you see a, a shop building or a plumber's building or a hardware store or something and he said you'd look at it and think it looks like a church and he said if you look carefully on a lot of them you can find a foundation stone this building was built to the glory of god and opened by reverend someone whenever it was in 18 or 17 or like it's an old place isn't it and now it's all gone to hardware shop, closed down. You know, you know what I mean? Like, And uh, it's just like he was saying, you're never to get where people can just see what was evidence that you once existed. We've always got to be alive and vibrant and switched on. We're never to tire of doing good and doing the work of the cross. Amen? Ever. Just felt he warm me that. I don't know why, but. I'm very determined that's not going to be a dead church. You ever been to a dead church? Yeah? Enjoyed yourself? Nah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I went to one one time, Penny, didn't we? She kept kicking me. So, uh, yeah. I've only got a very short attention span. You probably worked that out. But um, I need a bit of action to keep me awake. And, wake up? Yeah. You shouldn't go to sleep, should you? Hey, You shouldn't go to sleep. Someone's preaching through. <laughs> every man, I know, shouldn't name the man. We <clears throat> used to have a man that used to come to our once night meetings. <laughs> and every, <laughs> he's a lovely old guy, like seriously, but yeah. He used to come and, and by about somewhere near the end of the worship, he'd be sitting where the rain is there, and then you'd finish it. He'd wake up and get up, and he'd always come up and say, "That was a great message tonight." <laughs> I didn't know whether to be honoured or what to do about it. He said, Unless he could hear it in his sleep, I really don't know. <laughs> Got to be alive, amen. Got to be alive and switched on. You're allowed to get excited about Jesus. Yeah. And so what do we look when we see in the tomb today? There isn't anything. We don't go there, do we? Sometimes our dreams go there. You know, sometimes there's parts of our lives that go there. And we just need to let them go there and need to let Jesus raise them again in whatever way he wants to, because he will do that. I've got a few dreams that have gone to the tomb. <laughs> yeah. God's raised them up in a different way all together. That's what God does. Amen. So it's no use pining over what it used to be. You know? No use pining over what it used to be. I used to love Earth movement, gee, I loved it. So loved it. When I hear it raining on the roof here this morning it reminds me of the parts I didn't love as well. Sometimes we forget that, don't we? I read a thing during the week and said, If the grass is greener over the fence, start watering your own. It's not a bad idea, is it? But I remember why I used to get, you know. And you thinking, Oh, this is gonna to be too wet for tomorrow now I can't do Tuesday, I've got to be. You go home from church. Great meeting, Pam, it's so. Hey? Yeah, 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 yeah. But we get so tied up in the past and we build memories to it at times. And it's gone. It's a new day. Got to live for today. Praise God. live in today. Yeah. Why don't you close your eyes this morning? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, praise God! New Christians class, last one of this series today too. <clears throat> Twelve o'clock. If you can come on Wednesday night, if you want to come on Wednesday nights in a couple of weeks, that'll be really, really good. Talk to Melissa. But um finishes seven thirty, so if you wanted to go to life group you're still good. If you're a sucker for punishment you can come to both. <laughs> but if you're in a life group, you're very welcome. We want you to keep attending those. Um but if you're younger with family and in the the games or whatever and you're not currently in a life group, well that'd be really that'd be really good for you to go to that. Oh Jesus. Jesus, praise God. He just really needs breakthrough in their life today. He just really needs breakthrough. Yeah, see, see the hands, see the hands, see the hands. Oh, Jesus. After the meeting, I'd love you to come out. Those of you that have raised your hand for that, because I want to. Kept with Pam and a couple of others and, and pray for you this morning. Yeah. He's the God of the breakthrough, isn't he? He's the God of the breakthrough. You may only see something the size of a man's hand in the way of clouds this morning, but I believe it's going to be the start of something breaking through really big for you. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Who needs healing in their body this morning? Anyone need healing in body? Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah.